no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, we, the bears are what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. One more time. One more time. Bear Essentials Podcast is sponsored by Kins Lager Brewery, located in Oak Park, Illinois. They're a local lager-focused brewery. The tap room is currently closed, but you can still order online for local delivery or curbside pickup. The Bear Essentials Podcast listeners will receive a 15% discount on your order by using promo code BEARSPOD. Please visit them at kinslager.com. That's spelled K-I-N-S-L-A-H-G-E-R.com. Welcome to the Barry Centers. We are Chicago Bears podcast for the fans. On today's show, we will break down the Bears' Week 12 opponent with our special guest, Ryan Schlipp, from the Packernet podcast, and much more. Hey, Dub, man. How's it going, brother? Going well, man. How are you? Hanging in there, man. Hanging in there. We got a tough matchup coming up here. We got a friend on the show with us today, Ryan. Talk to our audience real quick, man. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. I really appreciate you guys having me on. For sure. Tell all this a little bit about your podcast and, you know, how they can reach you And before we get into the, uh, the nuts and bolts of the episode. For sure. So it's the Packernet Podcast. You can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. It's been, geez, I don't even know. I'm creeping up on a thousand episodes. I got it timed out just Oof. right. Just wow. right. That, that episode 1000 should land on the Super Bowl if I can keep it going the way I'm going. So I'm pretty proud wow. of that. Wow. So how many years have you been podcasting? I want to say it's season four. It was the the first season that I started was when Aaron Rodgers went down with his injury. So I, I after that, Aaron, the, you know, the Packers were bad the next year, and I thought I was going to have to pack it up and, and quit because I was a curse on that team. But fortunately, <laughs> twenty fortunately twenty nineteen they rebounded a little bit, so I'm hanging in there. There you go. Well, man, we got an OG podcast in the game. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. <laughs> nice. Uh, so Ryan, real quick, man, I wanted to, on this episode, wanted to give our audience a little background on your season to date. So obviously you guys are in first in, in, the, in the division, but what are your kind of your early observations with your season so far? Well, it's, it's kind of crazy, you know, when, when the season kicked off, I mean, this was, and, and some of the things are still true. I mean, this was one of the best seasons I've, I've hard, I've seen in a very long time. I mean, since 2011, the offense and Aaron Rodgers and all that stuff, um, Aaron Rodgers is still having an incredible year. He hasn't been this good at least since 2014, but you're definitely starting to see a little bit falling apart. And it all started after the bye. you know, Tampa Bay, that was a 38 to 10, just absolute beating. And we all got, we got flashbacks of what happened against San Francisco. And it's been a little doom and gloom around the fan base since then, just knowing that there's this ticking time bomb of the Packers falling apart at any moment. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's great to see the good, but uh, you just know that the bad is always lurking around the corner. Well, you don't have to tell me and A-Dub that because <laughs> as a Bear fan, and I'm sure you can already know some of the commentary that we're probably going to bring on this podcast today. One thing, though, you brought up was something that interested and I do want to touch on. So you mentioned that 49ers game. So obviously a lot of people know that you guys were gashed on defense in that game. What are some of your things that you're seeing with that scheme on defense that Petten can do differently? Because I do see that that is a concern. Yeah, I mean, people are getting a little bit fed up with uh, with this whole scheming and whatnot. Um, the biggest thing, and it's kind of a team-wide thing, but the, the number one issue is just energy. I mean, there are just times when the guys just don't feel like showing up. 
And they just, they don't really bring it. And, and they admit that Zadarius Smith said the same thing. Like we just didn't really do our job. The energy was real low. They said the same thing against uh, Jacksonville, even though it was a win coach was not happy. The guys just were not playing right. Um, so the, the guys just don't have their head in the game. One of the bigger issues that we have this year with, with Mike Pettin, aside from just low energy and whatnot, is just playing super soft. And I'm, I'm, you know, as a Packer fan, as good as things have been, I'm getting tired of that label, offense and defense, always being super soft and playing scared and playing off. Um, you know, I, I, if, the, if the Bears are trying to get a run game going, this might not be the worst week because not even that the, the talent isn't there. You know, Zadarius and Rashawn and Kenny, these are good football players, right. but they're playing soft. I mean, they, they'll, they'll play dime. And Mike Patton just refuses to get out of it. He wants to play coverage all the time. So, I mean, he's just stubborn and he, he won't stop doing that. And there's some serious issues that need to get addressed. And I just, I don't know if it's going to get addressed until we decide maybe it's just time to move on from him. Yeah. Cause the one thing too that I'll say with Patton, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, but just when I look at some of the film breakdown from kind of some of you guys' games, it seems like he places a big priority on stopping in the past, but it seems like the scheme, at least where I see it, I mean, you guys got gashed by Dalvin Cook, right? And it just seemed like he didn't make the adjustment in that game. And the, and the, and the Vikings just kept running that zone scheme like that, right down their throats, you know? Yeah, he puts a lot of emphasis on that front four. He wants Kenny and those guys to really bottle it up um, and he, so that there's not a lot on the linebackers. I mean, he's only got one linebacker out there, and the Packers refuse to even draft linebackers. So it's it really comes down to – because he's not going to bring help. He's not going to bring in more linebackers. He's not going to go heavy and load the box. He wants that front four to handle their business. And, uh, you know, at some point it's just too much. I mean, you got – again, you got Kenny – but outside of that, you know, I mean, these aren't premier guys. This isn't like a, a dominant front four that's going to be able to handle an entire offensive line and, and running back by themselves. Oh, that's that's a really good point there. Um, one of the things, too, that, you know, just from looking at the film, right, so you see that you guys run the ball very well. And so, obviously, I don't have to say anything about Jones. He's a great back. But I really like the complimentary back that you guys have there in Williams. Can you talk to our audience a little bit more about, you know, kind of what you're seeing on offense with uh, with Aaron and, and kind of getting that running game involved this year? Yeah, Jamal's great. I really like Jamal. And the, the cool thing about him is, you know, he's you talk about energy. He's a fun guy, and he's real fun-loving and whatnot. But the thing I loved about him since we drafted him was just uh, how tough he is. You wouldn't know it based on his his dimensions, but he's a physical running back. He'll smash you right in the mouth. We drafted A.J. Dillon, who's obviously a real big 250-pound back. I think so far, Jamal shows a lot more power than he does. I remember one of the comments he made that I really liked when we drafted him was that he gets stronger in the fourth quarter. He really likes wearing down a defense and smashing into people. And he's he's kind of a sneaky, talented kind of a guy. And the other thing is Aaron Jones is is kind of He's having some up and down days, so it is nice having that complimentary thing when Aaron maybe doesn't have that good of a day, Jamal steps in and, and vice versa. The other aspect that's important, too, is both of these guys have taken huge steps as receivers. So there's a good chance if if they're struggling to, to get going against the Bears defense, which I'm, I'm thinking they probably will, they usually try to get the, the running backs involved in the passing game and, and get a little bit of success and momentum that way. Yeah, and, that, and that's an area there, too, where especially when I look at Jones and the fact that he has evolved into a really good receiver out of the backfield, it's going to be really key, especially if he maybe scheme a matchup against Danny Trevathan. And that's one of our linebackers that struggled a bit this season. He's played better as of late, but A-Dub, I don't know what, if you had any thoughts on that, but I just feel that could be an area where the Packers could potentially exploit. Yeah, they're actually going to try. One thing I will say in, in defense of, uh, of the Bears, I know that uh, Roquan Smith has been playing a hell of a game 
these past uh, few weeks, not just past few weeks, but pretty much this entire season. So that's going to be a good matchup with him and those running backs, um, how you all utilize that. But one thing I want to ask you, though, uh, was around your uh, wide receiver core. It looks like you all have gotten some help for um, for Adams. What are your thoughts on um, some of your receivers out there, Valdez Scantling? Yeah, so that's been a big point of contention, too. Obviously, a lot of guys saying we're wasting Rodgers' career. Why aren't you getting them wide receivers and whatnot? And, you know, there might be some some truth to that, but but I think you got to give some credit to guys like Alan Lazard, who came back from injury. Um, I don't know if he's necessarily a premier guy, but he's he's a real good, just solid number two, reliable hands, big physical guy. He's he's actually as, as silly as it sounds. He's a great run blocker, and Matt Lafleur utilizes that a lot. He likes to bring the receivers in tight and use them to block up the the corners who aren't really used to playing that kind of football. And then, like you mentioned, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, the last, you know, I've, I've been kind of down on him, but the last three weeks, uh, the last two in particular, he's been the only spark this team has seen when they're really struggling to get going. He's supposed to be the deep threat, and we're finally getting that going a little bit. So I'm hoping they can keep that up. And I will just say this. I was very disappointed in the Packers fan base for the crap that they did to MVS. Terrible. I mean, what kind of shit is that, bro? I'm like, come on, man, it's football. <laughs> like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I kind of went on a tirade on my podcast about. It. I mean, it, it happens every time, and it, you kind of just, you're not going to change those people. So even if they're listening, it's not going to do any difference. But you know, it's just, it feels good to get it off your chest because I'm just getting tired of seeing stuff like that. It's pathetic. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Um, what are some of your keys uh, as you look at this matchup uh, week 12 with the Bears? What are some of the things that you kind of uh, maybe have signaled to said, hey, this is going to be vital for us to do to beat this team, which to be honest with you, <laughs> we're coming into this matchup uh, with losing the last four games. So <laughs> there's a lot that I bet you could probably uh, pick on. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I mean, t- t- look, I, I think Bears fans are a lot lower on the Bears than Packer fans are. Um, first of all, when I look at it from the Bears standpoint, I mean, these are four tough matchups and three of them look real close. On top of that, the Packers are struggling against, you know, they struggling against good teams and bad teams. So for me, it just comes down to Packers offense versus Bears defense. That's the whole game. Right. And, and the Packers really, really have a hard time with tough defenses. I, I like our chances against a team. I, maybe I'm overstating it, but, but kind of a, a Rams type team that's got a tough tough offense because it's just if you want to get into a shootout cool I, I like Aaron Rodgers I, I trust him with that but you you start to fluster this offense and they just fall apart I don't know what it is if, if Aaron Rodgers gets in his own head he's he can't get into a rhythm the defense feeds off of that the whole team starts to just implode so <laughs> the, the, the really the biggest thing and, and and you can even shrink it in smaller than that it's Khalil Mack Khalil Mack's yeah. going to be lining up against Billy Turner Packer fans really like the guy, but he hasn't faced any real premier pass rushers yet. And Khalil Mack's going to be his first test. And if you think back about San Francisco and and the Chargers and some of the teams that beat the Packers real badly, what do you got? The Chargers got Bosa. The 49ers got Bosa. The mm-hmm. Eagles had a had a great front that that beat us last time. Tampa Bay had a real talented front that flustered Aaron Rodgers and that that offensive line. So that's going to be the big thing. And, and if I'm the, the Bears defensive coordinator, all I'm saying is we got to get Rodgers no matter what it takes and if, if that means giving up a couple plays early fine we're going to get him on his back we're going to get him angry we're going to get him flustered and we'll just we're going to hope that this thing just spirals out of control yeah one of the things i wanted to ask you about um i noticed that your center he left the game early um uh, against the colts is that an injury uh that you guys think is going to be uh, impactful for week 12 or do you think that he should be back in the lineup 
maybe I'm just being optimistic. I, I, I haven't heard anything negative to make me think that he's not going to be around, but who knows, you know, some stuff pops up, you think he's fine and he's gone for three weeks. Um, I will say though, they've had a lot of injuries on the offensive line and they've, they've managed it pretty well. Elton Jenkins, we brought in, um, he's been a pretty solid guard for us, but he was actually a center in college. I think that's probably where he's at his best. So, I mean, it's not our full strength. Corey Lindsley has been a fantastic center. So it obviously is going to hurt. I don't want to understate it, especially against guys like, you know, Akeem Hicks in the middle and whatnot. It's, it's a serious thing and you want your best guys, but I, I, I trust them to be able to, to, to bring in some guys again, e- even without Corey Lindsley, my, my biggest concern is still Khalil off the right side against Billy Turner. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's a fair point because if Lindsley is um, out, then you guys are going to have to kind of shuffle that line a little bit. Yep. We're, we're dealing with a little uncertainty on our defensive line because Hakeem Hicks strained his hamstring oh, okay. in the last game. So for us, if Hakeem Hicks is a go and for some reason uh, your starting center is not there, I really love, especially a guy like Khalil Mack, to get turned loose in this ball game because the Hakeem Hicks and me and A-Dub talk about this a lot on the show. He's the catalyst for that D-line and that mm-hmm. front seven, you know? So yeah, <laughs> so we'll see what happens there. But that's going to be a hell of a matchup. If both of those guys are healthy, they're going to be locking it up all game. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. A-Dub, one of the matchups, and I want to get your thoughts on this, that I kind of thought was key, and Ryan brought this up. He brought up Kenny Clark. We've talked about Cody White here on this podcast being maybe a little, in my opinion, I thought he's underperformed a little bit this season. Correct. That's a matchup that I really think that we're going to have to really key in on for the Bears, because if Kenny Clark can get in that backfield and we've seen how our running game has not gotten started this season, that's an area right there that just concerns me just a tad bit, just a tad bit. Yeah, that's a that's a big concern to have. Um, And I hope that we're able to contain them a little bit better um, this time around for sure. But uh, we're really going to have to see, man. It's going to be um, a, a tough task, but I hope we are ready for it. Yeah, because one of my keys actually is something that uh, that Ryan touched on briefly. He talked about Rodgers. And one of my things is if we can't put some pressure on Rodgers in his matchup, I feel like that will be really good for us. Because if he spends the evening in a clean pocket, Ryan, I'm probably not telling you anything that you don't know. But when you watch this guy on film and he's just back there surveying the field and just basically taking his time, he will pick you apart, right? He's done it to us for years. And we've seen him do it to teams around the league, A-Dub. So, my thing is, if we can put some pressure on him and get him uncomfortable, I think that's going to be really key for us. And like Ryan mentioned, Khalil Mack and those boys, man, we need to get these guys making plays. And I would also point out to you the others, and I don't mean to disrespect the other guys on that defensive line, but Brent Urban and Mario Edwards Jr. Uh, and Barkevious Mingo. If we can get one of those guys to make some plays, that's going to also be key for us because anything we could do to kind of keep Aaron off of balance I think bowls really well for our, our success in this ballgame, A-Dub. Right, and I think you're right, Perez. I think it's going to be a good time frame for Quinn to step up. I mean, because now we got the best coming, you know. You got you got Rodgers. Hey, that should ring an alarm. Hey, it's time for me to show up. So that's going to be a game, like you said, the others going to have to help out Mac and uh, put that pressure pot. What are your keys, man? Uh, one of my keys was um, we're going to have to slow down um, Devontae Adams. We're going to have to turn him from um, extraordinary to ordinary because that guy's been their their ace uh, for what I see for 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 a while and um we're gonna have to slow him down. I mean he made some big plays for him last week. We got the week and um he's been pretty much a guy that um Aaron Rodgers can rely on. So if we can slow him down, make him again, make him um, ordinary, I think we'll be in good shape. 
I, I really hope so because I'm facing him in fantasy this weekend, and I can't, I can't, I can't afford for him to have another one of those games. It's a PPR league, so please. <laughs> yeah, man, you know it, it's going to be a tough task because I think you know, Prez, we're we're without um without without Bojack, you know, due to the, the COVID. So um, well, they haven't they haven't basically crossed that off. He was in close contact, so we we'll see. We still we'll got see. a couple of days. Okay, okay, we'll see. Definitely, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully, right, right. Hopefully, right. I, I hope he can play, though, right? If he can play, that'll be good for our uh, secondary. But I know Adams is going to be a tough task for anyone to guard one-on-one. So um, we may have to use uh, realize our safeties in, the, in this game here to at least help out. Ryan, I was going to ask you, uh, were there any matchups uh, from your standpoint that you think that uh, you guys could exploit uh, looking at our team? Well, you mentioned Devontae, and I, I think you're right. You you got to expend the resources to double them up. You just have to. One-on-one, it's too easy, especially when we're talking about, you know, you want to get pressure on Rodgers and you don't want to let them get into a rhythm. If you let him get a free release, even if it's just a little five-yard out route, he's going to beat your guy. They're going to The timing between those two is, is perfect, and that's just going to let him get into that rhythm, and you want to take that away. So it's worth losing the safety if you're taking away Adams. Let the other guys have to prove that they can do it, and that's usually how teams are beating the Packers is – you know, we're going to take away what you do best and you have to prove that guys like Lazard can step up or whatever. So if, if, if you're not doubling up Adams, that's absolutely the mat. That's, that's where we're going. And it doesn't even matter if he's covered. Rogers is still going to throw that way and he's probably going to catch it. So that's, that's, that's number one. So you got to prove that you can take away Adams first until you can do that. That's where we're going. The other thing is going to be Aaron Jones. And those are the two big things. And that's again, from the defensive standpoint, if you can take away Adams and Jones, you got a pretty good shot. One thing I was going to say about that, if we can make them one-dimensional, I think that's going to be key. What do you yeah. think there? Making them one-dimensional is a good thing. Actually, I would make it, I'd rather make them one-dimensional with running than making them one-dimensional with passing because, uh, as you can see, Aaron Rodgers loved it. I mean, he can make some big plays. And the thing about him is that his accuracy, that's the thing that people don't talk much about. But this dude's been accurate for many years and still doing it now. So if he get a chance to see what you're doing as a, a defense, a strategy, and he can exploit it, he'll try. Like, for example, if you see you're running a tight coverage on the uh, on Adams, he'll hit Adams on the back shoulder because he know how you're yep. covering him. So the guy's too smart for us to try to play uh, to try to try um, play games with him. No, yeah, you definitely can't do that. One thing that I wanted to piggyback on that Ryan mentioned earlier, um, and it's really awesome that he kind of went here because this is one of my keys, was with us running the damn football because one of the things that with the Bears this season, we've struggled to run the football. When I look at this Packers team, I look at them and I say, you know, a lot of times, not only because what Ryan mentioned, you know, just with that intensity and the passion, but I notice a lot of times these guys aren't getting off blocks. They don't tackle well in certain instances. And um, you find a lot of times they're out of their gaps. I don't know if I missed anything there, Ryan, but that's just kind of what I've observed. No, 100%. Um, Yeah. And so I think that if we (laughs) can actually start to like actually act like we want to try to scheme to run the football, Dave, David Montgomery coming back this week. I think that's going to be a really good opportunity for us because whether it's Foles or whether it's Mitch, and we're not going to get into that aspect of things on this podcast, but we still need to run the football. Right. And if we can do that, that's going to take a lot of pressure off of whoever's going to be back there quarterback. It'll also help to sustain some drives and it'll keep our defense fresh. I don't know what you think about that one. A-Dub. Yeah, and the thing is, we're really going to need to do that for sure because we can't play this game one-dimensional with Mitch or Foles, whoever's going to start for us, right? We can't play it one-dimensional. We're going to have to get our running back involved. And matter of fact, I heard, I think, last week about the fact that uh, Naki was thinking about also having Miller also get some chances in the backfield as well. So if we can have a two-monster to attack um, the defense of um, the Packers, that would be great. We can see both Miller and also um, 
uh, Montgomery take those snaps, man, and get those carries, I think there'll be more, there'll be a better way that we can apply some pressure on that defense. I wouldn't mind that at all because Lamar Miller, even he, even in those limited carries, he got positive yards. He ran with good pad level. And I kind of was upset with the fact that they did give him the ball more uh, with, with Montgomery out uh, on Monday night. So I that agree. Was, that was disappointing. It really was. Ryan, were there any injuries or is there any little last nuggets that you wanted to give to our audience uh, just on you guys? Cause there, I, I know there's probably something that me and a dub probably forgot or didn't realize. Not super impactful. The injury report hasn't come out yet. Obviously, there's probably there's going to be a couple that sneak up on you that you didn't know were were there. But uh, Corey mm-hmm. Lindsley was the one. Other than that, they're actually more healthy than they've been since probably week one or two. You know, we've we've had uh, King has been out and Jair and all these guys have been kind of onesie twosie. But this is the first time we've had more or less full strength, which is nice. Yeah, I would say too. The one thing for us, obviously, our injury report. Uh, it hasn't been updated much either, but we we basically have the uncertainty of quarterback. We don't know what's going to happen with uh, Hakeem Hicks. Uh, as A-Dub mentioned, Eddie Jackson is on that reserve COVID list because he came in contact with someone. So right. there's a lot of things up in, in the air with us as well. And it's not a surprise to me that the Packers are a seven-and-a-half-point home favorite for this ball game because we have a lot of things that <laughs> with this matchup that aren't really bolding well um, in our advantage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What do you have for your last key, A-Dub? Uh, my last key was around third down, converting on third down. Uh, and the reason <laughs> I say that, we're <laughs> converting on third down. We've been one of the worst in the league at that. We already know that. Um, but the thing is, we can't allow Aaron Rodgers to, to get so many chances right away, right? So I think converting on third down will allow us to extend drives more. And also, it's two things that not converting on third down has done to us. It has, one, put the opponents in good field positioning. And then, two... Um, it has allowed our defense to play too many minutes. So we're really going to need our um, to, to pretty much, again, convert on third down to extend some drives and hopefully put ourselves in a good position to score. Yeah, I could definitely I could definitely go with that. One thing that I didn't mention that I wanted to touch on real quick was the Packers and their play-action uh, passing game. Right? can you touch on that real quick with the audience? Because that was one of the things that I noticed with this offensive scheme. Um, yeah. You guys seem to play out of that a lot. And I wonder if that's because of LaFleur's kind of influence uh, with the coaches that he's been involved with. But can you talk with our audience just a little bit about that? Yeah, 100%. So Matt LaFleur, you know, he comes from the whole Shanahan scheme and it's it's kind of a run first philosophy. It's it's even though we don't run more than we throw, obviously, it's still based on everything kind of looks like a run play. You know, so so the, the defense is always a little bit off balance. We might be handing it off. We might be, obviously, you know how it works. But that's just, every play is designed to kind of look the same. So they do play a lot more um, with play action type stuff. And Aaron Rodgers has been very, very successful with it. I think the biggest problem that they're having right now is that the run game has been slowing down a little bit. Um, they didn't have any success against the Colts last week running the ball or, or very little. It just hasn't been as clean, especially along the offensive line whether it's Mercedes Lewis just missing a block or guys just not doing their job, just, just simple stuff, you know, the mental lapses type thing. And, and just the, the run game hasn't been, been panning out all that well. So, you know, with play action, uh, you're not going to get guys to bite on it if they don't care. And if they're not scared of it, so you, you, they got to get, they got to get a little bit more success and they got to be able to, to get Aaron Jones going a little bit for there to be more success. But yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers has been pretty hot with uh, play action. That's good. Absolutely. Absolutely. A-Dub, do you have anything else to add before we go to the final segment here? Yeah. One thing I want to add about Rodgers, man, is um, one thing that people have realized in all these games that they won or even lost is his mobility. 
the fact that the guy can still <laughs> move yeah. around, right? He doesn't see anything there. The run game is not there to dump it off, right? In the passing, the receiver's not open. He'll just take off. I've seen the guy do a time out of time to extend drive. So his mobility to actually run and also to pass off his running ability. I mean, when Rodgers moves his left or right, the guy can throw, man. I'm like, man, and he's very accurate with it too. So that's actually what made him one of the most elite quarterbacks in the league because of his ability to do that, to run off the throw, to throw off the run. So uh, I think that's going to be a key factor for us to continue to watch with him is, is his mobility. Well, yeah, because the thing about it is that whole idea of keeping the plays alive, right? Because with him, you can you have to make sure that you're covering those receivers extra time because if he gets moving around, you know he's looking for Adams, right? <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> and but like what Ryan mentioned, you have Lazard, you have MVS. So they have some of those complementary pieces in that offense. And we also forgot to talk about that tight end who's been yeah. flashing and making plays as well. So I mean, they they have some weapons there. Um, so I feel confident in our Bears defense. The area that I think most Bears fans, and I'm just gonna be the first to say it, is we just don't know what we're gonna get out of our offense. That's what it comes down to in this matchup for me, at least. I agree. And that's the scary part. <laughs> so, <laughs> it is scary, man. And uh, I'm hoping that we can, um, again, this bye week has helped us. And uh, and I, I, one thing I don't want to see happen is that I don't want to see a motivated um, Packers team because they took an L from the Colts and how they lost, right? I mean, you, you pretty much lost that game because the fumble that, that, that caused now to yeah. put Colts in a good position to score. And that was the end of you guys after that. But I just hope that that doesn't fuel you all to come into this game feeling like, hey, we got to play our very best uh, because of that loss. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't want to bring some unnecessary fear your way, but there was a comment from Rogers that sounded very similar to the run the table comments. So we'll we'll see how that how that pans out. Uh oh. <laughs> he said he, he said something along the lines of, "I saw something special, a little bit different this past week," and that was the same comment he made a couple of years back. So we'll we'll see if it was just smoke and mirrors or if there's something something going on with this team. Yeah, you never know, man. But I will say this: there were a lot of penalties in that in that last little stretch of that ball game. I'm just I'm just saying. There was oh, a yeah. Lot of- <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so, suspect. Yeah, suspect. So, <laughs> so Aaron, he needs to look at that part of it too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Good point. But hey, before we get out of here, Ryan, I wanted to get your prediction on on the on the game and kind of your final score prediction. Yeah, it, it's tough to do because with the, you know, you mentioned you never know what you're getting out of your offense. I don't think we know what we're getting out of our offense either. You saw the best of the best against the Colts. You saw the worst of the worst against the Colts. Um, I don't think it's going to be a blowout either way. I don't think the Bears have the ability to blow somebody out. And I just don't think the Packers are going to overcome the, the Bears defense to that extent. I do think the Packers have a little bit of an advantage just because, you know, uh, if, if they can muster 21-ish points, I think they got a good shot. But um, I'm I'm gonna keep it kind of low and say like 21-19 Packers. Ooh, close game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nail, nail biter. I can't handle any more of those, man. Oh, I'm, it's killing me. <laughs> I'm gonna fall asleep in my chair and not wake up one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, Dub, what you got for me? <laughs> I had this game as 21-20 Bears must 20- win. Oh, yeah, this this is definitely a must win for us. I mean, this is the thing, man. Every team in our division lost last week, and by us not playing, we actually gained. So I'm like, dude, (laughs) we got to take advantage of that this week. Um, So, okay, I see you. I went 23-21 Bears. Okay. Um, I think we all kind of were in that same same lens. Um, Dude, Ryan, this is the Cardiac Bears. Earlier in the season, we won games that I don't know how the hell we won, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
but then there's these Mindy's games with foals under the helm. And I'm like, how did we lose that one? So it's just, right. it's just, it's just been a weird season, man. Weird season <laughs> for everybody. I don't, I, I'm in a survivor pool right now. And it's like, I don't know who to pick. I don't trust any of these teams. No, right. cause, cause what team are you going to give 16 points to right now? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> kind of tough. <laughs> well, Brian, man, this has been awesome, man. We really appreciate you for coming on with us today, brother. We learned a lot about you guys' team. You're an awesome follow. Again, give our audience your uh, your uh, Twitter follow and then a little bit about the podcast before we uh, let you go. For sure. I had a lot of fun. I'm, I'm glad you guys had me on. I hope we can do it again sometime. It's the Packernet podcast. I got a lot of Bears, Vikings, Lions fans that listen. Obviously, I'm biased, but I try to be fair with with my analysis. I also got a uh, oh, it's uh, pack underscore daddy is is Twitter. And I've got a Facebook group, too. Uh, we got some some rivals in there. It's all just in good fun. It's the Packernet podcast Facebook page and group. So if you want to join in and just just talk a little trash, we, we don't mind. We have fun with it. So I'm hoping we'll see you over there. No, we definitely will. And and awesome, man. And like you said as well, we can just tell from this conversation on both sides, right? We're both just being objective about what we're seeing with our teams. Yeah. And that's all it's about, man. We loved having you on, brother. I appreciate that. All right, now, take care. Yep, you too. That was fun, man. Yes, it was. (laughs) I didn't know what to expect having a a Packers uh, guy on the the podcast, man. But he uh, he didn't disappoint. He, he, He brought it, and he was he was awesome. He knows his team. He definitely knows the squad. He definitely knows the squad. So we'll definitely see what happens. But I will say this, man, about this matchup. I, I'm all in on this defense. We just don't know what to expect from this offense. And by not knowing what to expect from this offense, will Matt Nagy stop interfering and just let the offensive coordinator do his job? That's the, that's going to be the key here. A key factor. It's a very big key factor. And two, I think we all want to see Mitch Trubisky. Yes. Free Mitch. Free Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, A-Dub, before we get out of here, we wanted to do a, a quick update on our November contest. So we are down now officially to the last four, the final four of the contest. Yes, sir. So, so we got Brian M. Vincent, Trubiscuits and Gravy, Big Dave Watson, and Perry Morgan. These are our final four. And for our audience, we're going to be recording and uploading these uh, final games to our YouTube channel. Uh, so we're going to get that information out to you on our socials so that way you guys can subscribe to us on YouTube because A-Dub and I are going to start getting content up on our YouTube channel so that way you guys can kind of see more interaction that we're going to be doing with our fans over the next couple of months. So we'll get that information over to you. But, man, this is down to the nitty-gritty. And A-Dub can tell you we've had some really close games. Oh, man, these games have been extremely close, man. And I'm telling you, this has come down to the wire. You got to complete this task here. You got to complete it because otherwise the guy, opponent is lurking for that victory. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. And then think about this. With the, these last four people that are left, I can't even call who I think is even going to win this thing because I'm like, dude, all four of these dudes have been coming. They've been coming with it, man. Oh, man. This is going to be a, a exciting matchup, this, this Final Four. You're talking about NCAA, you know, Mars Madness Final Four. That's what this feels like with these four guys. They know their football about the Bears. Yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Last point, too, that I wanted to make. So the championship game of the tournament, we're actually going to include on our future podcast episodes. Be on the lookout for that as well. So we're going to, like I said, we want to interact this thing and just make, you know, you guys feel more part of what we're doing here with the podcast. So thank you, everybody that participated. It's been really awesome. We also wanted to give a shout out for our sponsor, Kinslager Brewery. They're a small business here located in the uh, suburbs here in Chicago. 
And we know how the businesses in Chicago have been affected by COVID and a lot of the orders that have basically really been really prohibitive on the restaurants. So we definitely would want, want you to, to know that, hey, these guys definitely can use the support. So please help and support small business. So if you have anyone that you know in your family groups that live in the Chicagoland area, please check out Kinslager Brewery, order and help these guys out. Because like I said, these small businesses, they need our support right now. These are some tough times for businesses. And so whatever you guys can do in the Chicagoland area, we definitely would appreciate it. Absolutely. Oh, hey, Doug, man. We got a big game coming up, bro. Yes, we do. <laughs> Whew. Don't even know. I don't, I don't even know, man. But I'm telling you, I got a feeling we're going to be back on the podcast very soon <laughs> with a wide range of emotions. <laughs> yes, sir. And I'm nervous, man. I can't lie to you right now. I'm nervous, man. Yeah, man, because we just don't know. We just don't, don't know. don't know what to expect, man. I don't know. You hit a good point earlier, man. I don't know what we're going to get from the O. Don't know. I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Go ahead and sign us off, man. We'll see what happens, fans. All right. Thanks for listening to the Barry Sanchez podcast. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. On next week's episode, we will recap the Week 12 matchup against the Packers. Bear Nation, come bear down with us. Peace.